The Orlando Magic fall to the Boston Celtics. It's just one game, and everyone has stinkers. But a big issue that this game reveals about this young team, there's always something to work on, folks. So let's work on it here on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Magic today is December 16th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, the Orlando Magic fall to the Boston Celtics 128 to 111. And while that isn't the important part, it's what the team revealed about itself and where it still has to grow that mattered in this defeat. We'll get to that. I'll explain that here coming up in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning. Brother, it's right, right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's, there's a Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Delano Magic lost to the Boston Celtics 128-111. to 111. And... Magic fans have every right to be disappointed. I was at the uh, official Orlando Magic watch party. Shout out to our friends at the Sixth Man Show. Um, and there's a lot of buzz and excitement about this game and about this weekend series against the Celtics. It is a huge chance for this team to prove itself and prove where it stands. And the Celtics even seemingly gave the Magic a lot of advantages. Not only were they playing on a back-to-back, granted, without any travel, um, but Christophs Porzingis was out. Al Horford was out and Luke Cornette was out. The Magic had a huge size advantage and, and seemed like, okay, if they played well, if they played their way, they would have a real shot at victory. And, and look, I want to make this perfectly clear. One loss, one game does not determine a season. We get Boston again on Sunday. That that, that game will be just as important. Uh, and no matter who, as long as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Drew Holiday, there's, this is still a really good team. There is never any shame in losing to a team like the Boston Celtics on the road. There is never any shame dropping a game like this. That is a good team. And so that's not what I'm about to argue. here. I'm not about to sit here and tell you that the Magic blew an opportunity. Every game's an opportunity. And, and, but the Magic got beat by a better team tonight. What I want to harp on and what I want to get at it's not the final score. That's that's not what I care about here. What I want to get at is how the Magic lose these games. What the Magic look like as they lose these games. And what it means for what ultimately matters. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know I am I have got my eye on April. I have been around this team when it's a playoff team. I am, you know, like we we hope we understand, maybe we don't, I don't know. Uh, we hope we understand what a playoff team looks like and what a, not just a playoff team, what a good playoff team looks like. And I think we all feel and sense that this Magic team has that potential that they can be not just a playoff team, but a team 
that can be a factor, that can advance, that can go deep. We see that potential in this group. And so we are, to some extent, starting to hold that team to the standard. Now, it is something they have to grow into. It's something they have to develop into. It's something they have to become. And that's what was on display. That was the difference between the Celtics and the Magic on Friday night. Boston down several key players, having to scramble and make their rotation work, make their lineups work hardened. They changed some things up. They played a little bit faster. They tried to beat the Magic before they could get the defense set and use that size really against them. But they hardened. They committed to their defense. They trapped and walled up everything going into the lane. They switched one through five because why would it matter who's guarding Goga Batadze? And when a Paolo Caro or Franz Wagner drove into the lane, there were three bodies waiting for them. Nothing came easy for Orlando. And look, Orlando still scored 111 points. They shot 48% from floor. Some of that did come later in the game. They made 14 threes. They were 4-14 at the half. So the, the box score numbers, and we'll go over them, don't tell the story of this game. The box score numbers aren't the story here. But the Celtics became who they are more. You know, Tatum raised his game, 30 points. Jalen Brown raised his game, 18 points. Derek White raised his game, 19 points. They moved the ball and got it to open shooters. Peyton Pritchard, 21 points. They played their defense. Great defensive team. 21 turnovers for 26 points. They got out and transition for 18 fast break points. The Magic, despite their size advantage, only tied the Celtics 52-52 in the paint because Orlando did not stick to who they are. There was a lot of frustrating looks at the officials waiting for foul calls that weren't coming. Magic had 18 free throw attempts in the game. They missed five free throws, 13 and 18. Franz had four free throws. Paolo was three for six from the foul line. So even though... Even if Paolo thought there should have been four or five more fouls or two or three more fouls or whatever the number was, the Magic did not take advantage of their opportunities. And that's the bigger point of this. That's the bigger point because what happened against the Celtics is the same thing that happened against the Nets. It's the same thing that happened against the Cavs in, in these most recent losses. There's no shame in losing these games, guys. A road loss to Cleveland with Evan Mobley, not terrible. And, and you know, we, we broke that down on the pod. You know, we talked a little bit about it. The Magic put themselves in a big hole because of things they were doing. Because they were trying to force the ball into the paint when it wasn't there. Not They were trying to make the home run play when Cleveland hit those shots early. Instead of making the simple play to stay in the game. This game is all about poise. It is all about composure. It is all about knowing how to handle the adversity of a game, the adversity of a playoff series, because that's where we're going to get eventually. It's all about understanding that. Orlando just slowly got beaten this game. Lost the first quarter 30 to 24. They had a seven point lead in that first quarter 
and couldn't put the game away because their offense was just sloppy. 21 turnovers. That's not going to get the job done. This is a high turnover team. The Magic got to be under 15 to have a shot. Like, like let's, let's keep it there. They got outscored by seven in the second. 37, 27, and third. The Magic were scoring enough points. Even though their offense was not efficient. But because they were having to play catch up, they left their defense behind. And at the end of the day, that's what this team has to be about. This team has to be about its defense at all times. And yeah, Boston hit some tough shots. And yeah, Orlando didn't make some shots early. They cannot allow their offense to affect their defense. It's something Franz Wagner said or Jalen Suggs said after the game. It's something Jamal Mosley has repeated. If we're going to be successful on the road, we've got to start with defense. And that's what the Magic continue to miss. If you're looking for a difference between who the Celtics are and who the Magic are, the Celtics have been there before. They've done this. They know exactly what a playoff series feels like. They know exactly who they are at all times. The Magic have a pretty good idea. Like, again, they're beating the teams they should beat. But here's the thing. The Magic got to beat teams like Boston. They got to beat teams like Cleveland, which they they did. They got to win these kinds of games. They got to find a way to win these kinds of games on the road. And so what they're missing is maturity. For lack of a better way to phrase it, it's maturity. It's the maturity to understand and adjust to the opponent they're playing and still be who they are. It's understanding, okay, I'm not getting the foul call on this or the Celtics are walling me up. How do I beat this? Or how do we beat this better? Because that was the other thing. Orlando had 25 assists in the game, which is pretty good. And they moved the ball well to score, but it was all too late. It was all playing catch up instead of playing from ahead. When the Celtics started making their shots and spreading the magic out because they were playing so small, Orlando's defense gave in. They went for steals they shouldn't have gone for. They made bad rotations. They were all just off. And maybe that's three days off, three days without a game. It's possible. Teams do tend to struggle with those long layoffs. This was a young team getting a hard lesson from a veteran team. Plain and simple. And if the Magic want to win and be in more games like this one, they've got to find that maturity. They've got to find that poise. They got to find themselves. They know who they are. Like, this isn't the, the, the margin of defeat and how thoroughly the Celtics dominated Orlando does not tell us how good this team is. Everyone has a bad game. And this team is mature enough to understand that and understand how good they are and how good they can be. What they may not yet be mature enough to do is apply that lesson consistently every time this happens. And that's where this team has to get to work and has to work their way toward. 
That's the truth of it. This game was about poise and maturity. And the Celtics as the veteran team had it. And the Magic as the young team did not. Part of that maturity, though, is organization. And that is where the Magic finally hit a bit of a critical mass, especially going up against a very good Boston Celtics team. We'll talk about how the Magic missed Markel Fultz in this game coming up here in just a moment. So the, the Orlando Magic listed Markel Fultz as questionable throughout the day. Um, you know, it, definitely the momentum is starting to build that he will return. The Magic are scheduled to practice on Saturday. Um, does that mean Markel Fultz will be back for Sunday's game? TBD, to be determined. Um, but we are we're close here. Like it, it's it's not that he is far off. It is not that it's not gonna happen soon. Fultz is going to be back soon. Maybe Wendell Carter is back this week, maybe next week, maybe around. I mean, we all said around Christmas, very much on the timeline for that. Um, it's going to happen soon. So I don't think any of us are completely worried about this, but we're talking in this game. Th- there was an issue when you're playing the elite opponents, it's all about details. You know, at home, you can get away with some stuff and, and the Magic are an excellent home team. The Magic don't really have a lot of quality road wins yet. The Indiana win is their best road win, really the only road win they have against a winning team. To play a quality opponent like Boston, it takes these details. Um, And you hear players say about the details, the details, the details. This is a great game to go back and watch and see how the Magic didn't have their details. How, like, defensively, their rotations were completely off. But I want to speak more specifically about the offense. Because while the offense did generate some points, turnovers were a humongous problem. Franz Wagner had six. Paolo Bancaro had five. Those are your two primary ball handlers on this team. No disrespect to Anthony Black. No disrespect to Jalen Suggs. The two guards. They don't bring the ball up the floor. Maybe Black does it on occasion, but he's usually dumping it straight off to Paolo or Franz. And it's Paolo or Franz who are initiating the offensive sets. That's that's this team. And so we've seen this a few times where Paolo and Franz are not natural point guards. They're not natural playmakers, and they're prone to making mistakes. Boston's defense can be very complex. They, They switch as much as any team in the league. Figuring out how to get downhill against them is a challenge. And Franz figured it out a little bit in the third quarter, but it was a lot of frustration to get there. Paolo never really figured it out in this one. He never could really get his shoulders downhill and get to the rim. And his jumper just wasn't quite there. Now, again, I, I want to note, both these guys had five assists. So again, it wasn't like the ball wasn't completely moving. But at the end of the day, their two main ball handlers had 11 of the team's 21 turnovers. You add in Goga Batadze, who had four. That's three starters accounting for 15 of your 21 turnovers. Cole Anthony had three of them. I'm sorry, Mo Wagner had three of them. I don't want to search Cole's name. Um, this, this was a sloppy, 
game on all fronts from the Magic. Just, just absolutely sloppy. And that's, that's what, you know, that's not all of organization, but it sure looked like the Magic couldn't figure out how to consistently attack the Celtics team. A Celtics team that was playing without much size, switching every screen. You know, it, once the Magic could get in the paint, they were able to score for the most part. Boston made an adjustment. They started crashing the paint a little bit more. They did not care about Goga Batadze and Anthony Black uh, when they didn't have the ball. Um, it, this was a tough game. This was a tough nut to crack for Orlando. And again, it's about these details. Paolo and Franz, for as good as they are, this is not their primary role. Their primary role is to score. The Magic want them to be able to make plays. They want them to be able to make passes and make the right play. But they're not there to get guys in the right spot. The Magic need their point guard. And there have been several occasions where, yeah, Orlando's been able to get away with this. no, No doubt about it. But there have been several occasions, too, where the Magic just... I don't want to say look lost because I don't think that's quite accurate. But don't look like they have all those pieces together. But don't look like they know exactly where everyone's supposed to be. That is... That is the challenge here. That is what this team is missing. Um, Look... AB's done a great job. Like, I, I, he has been excellent. And he had a good game tonight. You know, he scored, you know, he scored 13 points on five for eight shooting. Three for five from three, actually. Of course, granted, eight points, two of those threes came in the fourth quarter when the game was already decided. Um, But he was aggressive. He was willing to shoot the ball. And, and, and you want that. I don't care if he misses them. Being just a nominal threat from three is, is vital for him. But the Magic don't run stuff for him. He's not out there to score, and Boston knows it. Everyone knows it. With Markel Fultz, yeah, you can still double off him because you're not worried about him as a shooter, but he knows how to cut into space. If you give the ball to him, he's not looking to hot potato it out of there. He's going to attack. He's going to play make. More importantly, Markel knows how to control the pace of the game. And Boston did a very good job speeding Orlando up throughout the night. Boston was trying very, very hard to get down the floor before the Magic could set their off, set their defense up. And that led to a little bit of a breakneck back-and-forth game, especially early on. And the Magic could play that style, but that's not where they're comfortable, especially with their guard issues right now. Um, this was a game that, that for the magic that screamed for someone again, to find some composure and call. That's something this team is missing right now. And look, and again, I want to give AB and I want to go go Patadze all the credit in the world. They have, they have done an amazing job, but this team is missing no threats. They're missing the poise that Wendell Carter brings as, as much as Markel Fultz, to be honest. Just guys who are solid, who can get this team back focused and level. Maybe not on offense as much, but certainly on defense. And it was something that was missing in this game. They needed an organizer. 
They needed someone to calm them down and get them back to their game. And that's what a real point guard does. You know, again, you, you see in these big games against marquee opponents what you're missing. It's not that the Magic didn't play hard in this game, but they didn't play precise. And against a team like Boston, you have to be precise. It again remains a huge thing this team is missing. And we can't ignore that. Markel Fultz is going to help this team. We talked about him yesterday, but Markel Fultz is going to help this team. And it was very evident with how close he is, especially in Friday's game. We'll go through the final box. We'll talk a little bit about individual performances. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. Okay, let's go through the final box scores. The Orlando Magic fall to the Boston Celtics 128 to 111. Again, the numbers are not are going to make the Magic look better than they played. Um the, the team numbers at least. Uh, you know, 25 assists, 48.3% shooting, 40% from 3, 14 for 35. Again, like I said, they're 4 for 14 at the half, which makes them 10 for 21 the rest of the way. So again, the Magic scored some points. The problem was they could not get stops. Even with the size advantage, even with everything else, the Celtics shoot 52.2% from floor. They shoot 18 for 42. That's 42.9% from three. 14 for 20 from the foul line. Giving up 20 free throws is a pretty good number, but because the Magic were getting to the line, that's usually a place where the Magic go to make up some of their three-point deficit. The Celtics were hitting a ton of threes in the early part of the game. That's what staked their league and lead. Look, some nights, the other team's going to make some tough shots. The Celtics made some tough shots in this game. Um, they were really focused. They're playing really, really well right now. But too, too often, too, those threes came from a bad, a bad steal attempt. From, you know, getting beat off the point of attack and having to over-rotate and help. From a guy just being in the wrong spot and, and over-helping. Those are the threes that can't happen. Um, you know, again, it's just a lot of guy on the wing, guy on the corner. The ball swings to the wing. You know, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs come flying out to contest. The wing three, pass it to the corner, Pritchard three. That's done. Um, the Celtics just really did whatever they wanted offensively. Tatum, 30 points. Derek White, 19. Peyton Pritchard, 21 on six for seven, three-point shooting. Jalen Brown, 18. And while Orlando did some good things offensively, and I don't want to say they were completely terrible, they did not do enough of the things they have to do. They did not win the paint. They tied it 52-52. They turned the ball over. Um, and, excuse me, my voice is just shot. Um, they turned the ball over, and they just, they didn't get the job done. You know, they didn't execute. They didn't play with, again, they didn't play with precision and poise. Um, and it starts at the top. Franz Wagner, six or 14 shooting, 17 points, five rebounds, five assists, six turnovers. A lot of just really baffling decisions, both he and Paolo. Paolo, 14 points, five assists, five for 17 shooting, three for six on free throws, five turnovers. Just some baffling decisions where they're trying to throw the ball through traffic. They're trying to squeeze the ball through tight holes. They're trying to throw cross-court passes to that had no chance of getting there. Franz had one pass where he was on one corner 
drove baseline, tried to sling a pass through a defender to the corner. No chance. Just zero chance to get that, get that through. There were just a lot of these bad decisions. So I want to chalk it up to a bad game. Like, honestly, I want to chalk this up to just being a really bad game. And you hate seeing a bad game like this in such a big spot. That that's just kind of what it was. Um, Orlando couldn't get their two stars going. And it was just a struggle for them throughout. Um, credit to some players, Jalen Suggs especially. 19 points, 7 for 12 shooting, 5 for 9 from deep. Four rebounds, um, a block. Let's talk about that block. Um, the dude is like Jalen Suggs. You know, if he can walk, he's gonna play. Like it's it's that it's just like that. That block shot came in the I believe it was the second quarter. He went up for a block, came flying in, kind of got off balance on the on the landing. Had to kind of reach back to brace himself. Ended up hurting his left wrist. Um, left wrist and left some left fingers. It's not really clear exactly. The injury was never really explained. Um, he got it all taped up. You know, like very clearly in pain. Got it taped up, came back. Still very clearly in pain. Went back for x-rays. They were negative. Came back in and just tore it up. Second half only, uh, Jalen Suggs had 14 points on five for six shooting. Magic shot 50%, by the way, in the second second half. Um, you know, they, they, they weren't terrible in the second half. Like this game really came down to, they were lifeless in the first quarter for the second half of the first quarter, at least, and just could not stop Boston at all in the second and third quarters. Like that, like that, that's what this game came down to. Um, the offense generally did its job, even with all the frustration that they, that they showed. Um, Suggs is just a trooper dude. Like, uh, I think he said after the game, like, if he could play, he's going to play. Like, that dude, there was no reason for him to be in a game that was this much of a blowout. But he said, you know, I'm a, I was trying to inspire my guys. I was trying to play for my guys. Like, Jalen Suggs is a treasure. Like, love that dude. Goga Batadze also had a nice game. 15 points, 7 for 8 shooting. 11 rebounds, including 5 offensive rebounds. Did have 4 turnovers. Um, but, but, you know, Boston was not worried about Goga Batadze on offense. They left him to double Paolo, to double Franz, to, to keep drives from going. And when Paolo and Franz missed, Goga Batadze cleaned up. He was a scavenger. I love my scavengers. I'm a scavenger when I play. Um, you know, Batadze did his work. And again, like some people yelled at me for, for saying this, that how much Magic missed Wendell Carter. Batadze was really good in this game. He kept the Magic in this game a lot with his activity on the offensive glass. I'm not going to tell you that that's wrong. But the issue is still... Batadze is not a threat offensively outside of the offensive glass. And that allowed Boston to run some free safeties and really keep the magic out of the paint and out, out of having shots in the paint. Um, Wendell Carter is going to help this team tremendously. Just, I, that just needs to be clear. Anthony Black, like I said, 13 points, five for eight, shooting three for five from deep. He made two of those three pointers and eight of those points in the fourth quarter with the game. Already decided, did add nine rebounds. A really active game for him for this as well. Um, again, just a really active game. Did a lot of really good things. He kept himself involved. Um, you know, defended generally pretty well. Maybe a few times he was laid on some rotations, but that there's nothing you could do about those. Um, but this was one of Anthony Black's better games overall. Um, you know, again, the scoring was was low. Boston was doubling off of him. They did not care about him scoring or shooting. 
Um, it was a good bet in this game, unfortunately, for the Magic. Uh, or for the, for the, for the Magic. Um, Cole Anthony off the bench at 17 points, 5 for 8 shooting, 5 for 6 from the foul line, made 2 of 3 three-pointers. Really solid game for the most part from Cole Anthony. Um, made, made his shots, you know, really kept the team afloat in the second quarter. Didn't let this get into a blowout too quickly. When he left the game in the second, that's when things really started to get out of hand because Orlando really got nothing else from their bench. Gary Harris, just two points. Joe Ingles played only six minutes, did not score. Jonathan Isaac had seven points, four rebounds. Uh, again, solid effort on the glass, but struggled in the Magic's all in the Magic's smaller lineup as the center in that group. Um, Bo Wagner only had two points. Caleb Houston was two for five for five points. So just a really difficult game shooting-wise for the bench. An uncharacteristically poor bench performance. And again, it wasn't just that they weren't scoring. They struggled to defend. That's when Boston really took it, took control of this game and pulled away. The Boston Celtics defeat the Orlando Magic 128-111. to 111. Let's learn what we can from this one. It's about effort, intensity, focus. It's about the details. But let's throw the rest out. Focus on Sunday. Try and uh, split this series with the Celtics and see what the Magic have learned. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in. Hit my Google Voice, Spotify, Odyssey, and also me sell podcasts to your podcast and listen advice. You, of course, watch us as well on YouTube. Be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub, patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. Thank you all for your support. And for latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman, right? We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.